Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. I invite you to hear now the word of the Lord from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 9 to 14. John, chapter 1, verses 9 to 14 says this. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Friends, this is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, here you are. We're celebrating the birth of our Savior this day. The light that has come into the world. The light that shines brightly in the darkness. The light bright enough to eradicate the darkness once and for all. We are in awe of your birth this morning as we get to, man, celebrate all that today brings the birth of of you, Lord Jesus, into the world, the incarnation, God becoming a person. Unbelievable, audacious, outrageous, scandalous even. And the story itself is just that. And it's, oh man, to, to not give you thanks for all the kids that we had up here this morning would be a crime. And so we are so grateful. We are so thankful, Lord, for our children, for our families, and that you have brought us all together in this place today. Allow us to worship you well by the grace of the Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Lord be with you. Thank you so much. My name is Ryan. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. It is so good to be here with you all. Thank you for those of you who were here with us last night. It was a joy to brave the elements with you outside and to see the light of Christ so tangibly. And this morning, we get to celebrate that light coming into the world at last. The wait is over. Advent has come to an end. We, on this day, are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Can we just applaud God himself this morning? I don't usually do corny stuff like that. I'm not usually a fan of corny stuff like that, but today it, uh, it is due, and it is worth our time. Um, as a previous verse, we, ju- we just heard from John 1. This is the prologue of John. In the very previous verse before our passage, John verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 8 tells us, there had been these prophets, there had been these individuals who had been trying to point the world to this coming light, this light that was coming into the world to set all things right, to eradicate, to destroy the darkness. But as our passage tells us, they themselves were not that light. John the Baptist was not that light. Isaiah was not that light. Only Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, is the true light that shines in the darkness forever. And throughout this season of Advent, as we've been lighting these candles, as we have been moving towards this very day, we've been pointing to this coming light. Pointing to the sun that was finally 
just about to creep over that mountain range and illuminate the valley that we all live in. Just as the prophets had predicted. That is what Advent is all about. The arrival of the light of the world. The dawn of a new day, the dawn of a new chapter in the book of eternity. Advent was pointing us to that, and then just like that, we are here. The light has come. It is Christmas Day. Christ is born. The Messiah, the prophesied Messiah, is here at last. Rejoice, for to us a child is born. And that is what we're doing this morning. We are celebrating. We are rejoicing. But I want to take just a few minutes. I want to take just a few minutes to... Uh, allow us to ponder a question together. As we're celebrating this birth, as we're celebrating Jesus coming into the world, God becoming man. Have you ever wondered if Jesus knew what he was signing up for? Have you ever wondered if Jesus had any idea of what he was getting involved in? Any idea the life that Jesus had in store for himself as he stepped into the world. Verse 10 in our passage starts so profoundly. It says, he was in the world. We need to have a full stop just right there. He was in the world, right? So our theology of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, tells us that the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are all distinct They're all their own person, but they are all also God. He was in the world means that if Jesus Christ came into the world, if he lived in the world, that means God himself came into the world. God himself lived in the world. How infrequently we allow this absurd notion to penetrate beyond our eardrums that God himself was in the world with us, had an address, lived in a home of some kind, tasted food, cried tears, took naps, got angry. We need to understand the audacity of this truth. It's outrageous. It's completely and utterly outrageous. It's near scandal that God would stoop so low as to enter into the muck and the mire and the mess of all of us. That is what Christmas is pointing us to. God's willingness to enter into this broken, messy world with each and every one of us. That is outrageous. It is completely absurd. And yet Christianity believes it's true. The Bible tells us that it's true. Under no obligation whatsoever, Jesus Christ becomes one of us. And this is what separates the wheat from the chaff of the world's religions. Christianity does not say that we climb up a ladder of eternity to meet with God. Hear me now. Christianity does not say we have to climb up the rungs of a ladder uh, to be able to meet with and live with God. Christianity tells us that God 
at the very top of that ladder of eternity, climbed down rung by rung to be with us. God taking on human flesh, God becoming a man, the incarnation, the birth of Jesus Christ. That is what Christmas is pointing us to. The verse continues, and though the world was made through him. So, as the beginning of this chapter tells us, Jesus Christ was there when God created everything out of nothing. Creation ex nihilo. The world, all of us, was made through him. If it wasn't for Christ, none of us would be here right now. Verse 10 then continues uh, and concludes in its entirety. It says, he was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to the world that was made through him, but nobody knew who he was. The creation did not recognize the creator. The craft, the piece of artwork, did not recognize the craftsman, did not recognize the artist. Pinocchio did not recognize Geppetto, okay? Verse 11 takes it one step further. We're moving our way through this passage. It says, He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Now make no mistake about it. Okay, The Apostle John is not saying that Jesus came to his equals. That Jesus came to his kin. The Greek word that he uses is idios, which means belonging to oneself. Make no mistake about it, okay? When Jesus entered into the world, he was entering into something that belonged to him. He was entering into something that he owned, we could say. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I've been trying to do my research this week with a little illustration that I know might not make much sense here in Tulare County, but bear with me. Uh, imagine a dairyman walking up to the outside of a corral. Okay? <laughs> the cows are in the corral. The dairyman is not. The dairyman is outside of the fence that makes the corral the corral. Because the dairyman is not a cow. The dairyman is a dairyman. The cows in the corral are cows. Okay. Now imagine that the dairyman opens up a gate to pen number planet Earth and steps inside. The cows belong to the dairyman, right? He is stepping into what belongs to him. When the dairyman steps into the corral, closing the gate behind him, the cows are not only stubborn and hard-headed like normal, but the cows actually gather around the dairyman. They get on their hind legs. Picture it with me. They get on their hind legs. They're standing on their back feet. Point at the dairyman with their hooves, and they openly mock him. The dairyman says, Guys, don't you know who I am? Don't you recognize me? You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. I brought you here in the first place. I brought you from Chino to Tipton or wherever it was, okay? If it wasn't for me, you would not be here. In fact, 
I've come to help you live into what you were made to do. Follow me to the milk barn and all will be well. I love you. You ever heard a dairyman say that to their cows? I love you. Instead of being grateful, the cows burst out laughing. And they say, look man, we don't care what you say. We don't know you at all. In fact, we're not going anywhere because we make the rules in this corral. The dairyman listens to their response. And instead of selling the dairy, instead of beefing all of the cows, instead of diversifying into trees, (laughs) he steps further into the center of the corral. The dairyman... The gate has closed behind him. He is sacrificing his comfort, sacrificing his rightful place outside of the corral. And the dairyman decides to live as a cow. The dairyman decides to live as a cow amongst the cows. All so that he can point them to the milk barn, also that he can point them to their purpose, also that he can point them to what they were created to do. But it doesn't matter. The cows don't see it. They mock him even more. They bite him. They kick him. But there he lives, as a cow, in the midst of the cows that belong to him. And after a while, some of the cows begin to see the dairyman for who he is, begin to believe that what he's saying about the milk barn is true. But the majority of them assault him even more. In fact, they take it so far one day that the cows who rejected the dairyman kill him. And the craziest part about it all is that from the moment... He stepped into that corral. The dairyman knew his cows. He knew their hearts. He knew their four stomachs. He knew their stubbornness. He knew them intimately. And he knew what would happen the moment he showed up. He knew how they'd react. He knew that they would reject him. He knew even that they would kill him. The dairyman knew his cows. And he willfully stepped into the corral anyway. Knowing that death awaited him because he knew that there would be cows who believed this message. Believed that he was pointing them to what they were created to do. Believed that he was there to help them live into their purpose to help lead them to the milk barn. And this dairyman had to stoop to an unimaginably low place in the waste, in the heat, in the slime, in the mud. Living as a cow. Amidst cows who belonged to him in the first place to ensure that those cows would be given a chance to live into their created purpose. That is what Christmas is all about. Jesus stepping into our world knowing 
that he'd be received by the world that belonged to him, knowing how he'd be received by the world that belonged to him, that wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him. Jesus stooping low, becoming a child so that those who would one day believe in him might be able to live into their intended purpose as sons and daughters in the family of God. John writes in verses 12 and 13, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Christ steps into the corral that is our world, lives among those who belong to him, knowing how he will be received and how his life will go. To give us, all of us gathered here this morning, the opportunity to be who we were intended to be from the very beginning. Children of our Father in heaven. On Christmas, we see Jesus enter into this world that belongs to him, subjecting himself to the conditions of this world, to be rejected by this world, and to ultimately lay down his life for this world, knowing from the very beginning exactly how it would all play out. Like a dairyman willing to not only live as one of his cows, but willing to die for the very cow's That rejected him. Verse 14 concludes our passage. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Friends, Christmas reminds us that Jesus knew exactly what he was getting into. Jesus knew exactly how his life here on earth would go. And he came anyway. He came anyway to point us, to give us a chance to be pointed to our intended, created purpose as sons and daughters of God. Jesus knew what he was getting into, and he got into it anyway. That's what Christmas is all about. Let's pray together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Lord, we are in awe that um, you would enter into this world knowing exactly how this world would receive you, knowing that this world would reject you, knowing that this world wanted nothing to do with you. Lord, when we take a minute, when we take a step back, we, we maybe our whole lives have been hearing this and never thought about what it means that God moved into the neighborhood, quote Eugene Peterson, that God was willing to live in this world that he made with us. That he was willing to step into this mess, to step into the pain, to step into the brokenness, to step into the sin Knowing full well how his life would go, you, Lord Jesus, came and dwelled with us. It's outrageous. It's audacious. It's absurd. And yet it's true. 
It is the beginning of the good news of the gospel. It is the beginning of the good news of the gospel that the light has entered into the world under no obligation whatsoever. The light has come into the world to shine brightly in the darkness. Lord, allow us on this Christmas day and in this week, allow us to not lose sight of how far you were willing to go to point us to our intended purpose as sons and daughters of God. Allow us to not lose sight of what this day is all about, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.